Hello and welcome to the first team profile and projections. It's a team's profile and projections. A little more about that and the new format for this year. I am Jimmy. He is Trevor. We got Jake looking great in the studio. Me and Trev coming from home. You don't think he's looking great, Trev? We we had a long discussion about this already, James. It's uh we 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 hashed it out though. Okay, BBD in the corner. I think you look great, Jake. I thought you looked great on Yes Network yesterday. The lighting in your tan was beautiful. You guys look fantastic. Yeah, Jim, before you got here, Trev, uh, Trev and I, for about 15 minutes, he kind of attacked my look, um, and that's fine. And that's fine because you know what that means? That means it's spring training, uh, and that means we're in it. That means we're doing TPPs, you, me, BBD, Ploofy, a uh, slightly different format this year that ends up being kind of a similar format this year, Tim. Yes, uh, new format. I think uh, it's laundry for Jake, Trev. So I think he's down to the nice shirts because he's out of all of his regular shirts. So he's like dressed up because he doesn't have clothes left. I think you look great, Jake. New format because we just did not have the time to do what we want to do, which is a team every day until opening day. So what we're doing is we're doing six record sessions where we will do the six divisions. We're going to put 15 minutes on the clock per team. Uh, we are starting today, as you know, as you saw with the National League Central. Now, if you listen on the podcast apps, which uh, I, I think is still a majority of people that tune in, it's just going to be six episodes, divisions, section up per team. On YouTube, we will upload each team as their own video to keep them nice and short and the brevity of it and the fun of it. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we will slide into a groove as we do more and more and more because this is kind of a quicker and newer format. But I'm excited because this is as much as uh, we are kind of giving people information on the teams. Trev and I talked earlier. This is our time to learn about the new teams and everything. And we haven't said this in a while. Any new listeners that are starting the season, you know your team better than us. We do not sit here and try to tell you that you that we know more than anyone else about anything. We're just sifting through the roster moves, the changes, and then kind of giving our thoughts on it. But if you are a Pirates fan, you're going to know a lot more than us. So help us out. Let us know what we missed, what you think we're terribly wrong on, and all that stuff. That's the spiel. You guys ready to go? That's the spiel. I like it, man. I'm ready for this. Let's do it. We are doing the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'll I'll start a timer, BBD, but you are one too. I've got one If I'm not looking, then maybe like you'll look for me. We got time. Is this like a dead stop thing? Like 15 minutes and bam, don't say another word. I think it'll be be like 15 minutes. I'll bell you. Short. (laughs) 12. All right. All right. All right. One, two, three. The 2022 Pittsburgh Pirates, Pirates, they were ranked dead last by the listeners of Talking Baseball. They were ranked 30th out of 30 teams last year. They missed the playoffs. They won 61 games. Jake, can you run me through some additions and subtractions for the Pirates? James, they, most importantly hit the over on their wins last year. Great teams cover, but otherwise they were a bad Baseball team, Jim, they lost Jacob Stallings, your gold glove big boy catcher, Colin Moran, kind of the face of that Garrett Cole trade at the time. Couple pitchers, Chad Cool, Stephen Brault, Chris Rose rotation, they gone. 
They added, how about Roberto Perez behind the dish, the defensive stalwart? That's what they're doing back there. Zach Thompson twirling the pill. Big Dan Vogelbach. Boogity, boogity. Hit some dingers, my man. Yoshi Susugo returns after he had a fun stint there. Heath Embry, Jose Quintana, and Greg Allen. Yes, Yankees playoff stud. Greg Allen is going to Pittsburgh. So that's who's out. That's who's in. Trev, you want to tell me about the hurlers a little bit? They got some guys that can chuck the ball a little bit. We got JT Brubaker, Jose Quintana. I faced him a ton. Uh, Right-hander Zach Thompson, Bryce Wilson, and then Mitch Keller. The depth there, we got Dylan Peters. He's a lefty. And Max Kranick. And then the bullpen guys, pretty right-handed dominant. We got David Bednar, Chris Stratton, Heath Hembry, Dwayne Underwood Jr. Excellent name right there. And then the lone lefty they have listed here on Fangraphs is uh, Anthony Banda. So not a lot of household names in the rotation or in the bullpen, but, you know, that's okay. It doesn't mean this is going to be a bad thing for them. Uh, i got to dig a little bit deeper. I think now we're going to – we're skipping the lineup, right, James? Yeah, because you just – I mean, lineup's a little – it changes a lot. You don't really know what's going on, uh, especially with the Pirates. might change a lot. They did bring in uh, some bats to – to round it out. Like it's a little different. It's kind of, they're not just running rookies out there. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have more than a full year of service time for like where the state of the pirates, I would have guessed it would be a lot more like young guys, but you got Vogelback, uh, Gamel Perez, you know, a lot of guys that have, it's like a vagabond pirates in a re in their rebuild year, more than like a, uh, up and coming pirates. So, I don't know where they are as a franchise. I know we have some friends on this team, so we're not going to be too mean. Hoy Park hit a homer, I think, in his first ever pitch in spring training. Cole Tucker hit a home run in spring training. Cabrian Hayes is awesome. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Do If you're a Pirates fan, who are you rooting for? Like Hayes, obviously, but in the rotation, is there like, uh, you know, well, he's our guy. It's, is it just Hayes? Hayes is the dude. Key Brian well, Hayes. O'Neal Cruz is another... Yeah. People are looking to him to really come cement himself in the big leagues. Yeah, O'Neal Cruz, this is the year that he finally gets some run, and we find out. Uh, We've talked about the defense a little bit whenever we've talked about him. He's a monster. He's 6'7", and they say he can play shortstop. We'll see if that really happens. He's been hitting in spring training. It looks like the dude can hit, uh, so whenever he gets the chance. And, Jim, that's kind of why I think when maybe when we get deeper into some of these teams, we can talk lineup a little more. But, boy, is this team going to get shuffled. I, I mean, the guys that are actually locked into at-bats, it's Key Brian Hayes, it's it's Brian Reynolds. I mean, outside of that, these guys aren't invested in a lot of these guys. Vogelback just showed up to camp. Ben Gamble's moved around the league a lot. Uh, Roberto Perez, that guy feels like he's going to be there for half a year and then let me know what contender he ends up on. So if you're the Pirates, you're hoping to get some good juice out of some Vogies and some of the veterans like that. But, man, you know, if you're Pirates fans, you're rooting for O'Neal Cruz to get his chance. You want Cole Tucker to play for a month straight. Let's find out what our guy has. Like, we're obviously too biased with Cole. But, man, when he puts a charge into one, he puts a charge into one. He's a first-round pick that can play everywhere. Like, find out. Like, if it's not happening for Cole in Pittsburgh, find out and then move on. And that's probably a big part of what this Pittsburgh season should be. As for uh, baseball fans that aren't Pirates fans, are there any trade rooting interest here? Like, I, it's kind of how I view these teams. Like, 
Uh, Perez, everyone's always looking for catchers around the deadline. Um, Hembry, he, he's a free agent. Uh, even Gamble, like, I don't know. I guess that's what you're doing if you're on one of these guys on the Pirates. You're hoping to, to play into to a trade. Uh, does Reynolds, uh, I mean, that's the biggest just around that's forever? The biggest, that's the biggest trade ship they have. And, like, they can say they want to build around someone like him. But in reality, like, I, I assume at some point, it doesn't have to be this year that uh, he'll be on a different team. And, I, I mean, it's kind of sad to say. I don't want to bring Pirates fans down even more. Because I know that I think they understand it's going to be a tough season. Uh, but you do have some, you do have some really good players there, and and uh, like some really talented dudes. Key Brian Hayes is like a guy that I look to to like, kind of like follow in like a Matt Chapman footstep. Like that's all I've heard about this guy. It's like he he has that potential. So you got to go do it. Um, and he did his rookie year, uh, but I mean, there's there are some exciting players on this team. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Just named him, man. It's a joke. It's a joke. Keep Brian Hayes. I know how close he is to you. You named one of your children after Keep Brian Hayes, so there's a little bit of bias there. But, yeah, it, it turns into a let the kids play. Uh, that, that was my whole speech about O'Neal Cruz, Cole Tucker. Um, you know, Dan Vogelback, I, I think he knows he's probably not finishing the season as a Pittsburgh Pirate. So, hey, have some fun. Put the kids out there. So when we're doing next year's PPP, TPPs, hopefully Pittsburgh isn't 30th. And we're saying, man, O'Neal Cruz is a problem. And Brian Reynolds is still there. Like, to have an all-world center fielder like that, I know a lot of teams were licking their chops over him. Keep that guy around because then what? what's the goal? 2026? Like, <laughs> let's if you're the Pirates, let's put a year on the map and say that's when we're going to be back. Because right now they don't have one. It's it's tough to see where they're going. You're right. Yeah, I, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and, and we're going to do over-unders for all of these teams and, and make our official uh, predictions on the over-under, which we track throughout the year, which is a fun thing we do. They are, uh, this is the last year of unbalanced schedule and, and you play only one division in the AL. They're running through the AL East. Mm. So this team has games against the Red Sox and the Blue Jays and and um, four teams, a division that has four teams that are playoff hopeful and can make the playoffs. And they're going to be looking at these pirate series and saying, let's let's eat. So that might influence my over under a little bit. I think mm. within division, they like they can get some wins, but uh, Trev, any chance? I know we were last year, I think we did floor and ceiling. Like their their floor is obviously uh, last place in, in their division. Is their ceiling also last place in the division? I think they, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what the Reds do. How many people do the Reds get rid of? I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe that that's the battle, but um, it's, it'd be surprising if they didn't finish last in the NL central. The tough and way I'm to looking, start the PPPs. Yeah. Or two I, PPPs. I'm going, I wanted to give a little bit of love, you know, where are the prospects? Like, are we, are we getting some, and I mean, most of their top prospects besides O'Neill Cruz, uh, there's a, another pitcher uh, that uh, is, Ronsny Contreras. The rest of them are like in high A. Yeah, like we're, we're, we're a ways away. So, yeah, tough way to start. You, I found it. I found it. This year's going to suck. <laughs> this year's <laughs> going to suck. And that's tough. 
But what I will say is give O'Neal Cruz his time. Get Ronzi the call. Let's see what the kids got. And, you know, let's find anything pitching-wise. We we met Mitch Keller. He's supposedly sitting. Like, his fastball sit in 96-97. Maybe he found something. JT Brubaker was snapping off curveballs. Bryce Wilson's young. Um Let's have next year's PPP being like, okay, Key Brian, O'Neill Cruz, one of the pitchers. And then, Trev, like you said, looking at that top prospects list, like let's have next year be the exciting young guy year. Like maybe Nick Gonzalez is getting the call. Henry Davis, the young catcher out of Louisville. Like if if we can get 2023 to be the exciting young guy year, and it that just really sucks for Pirates fans because, man, they've been waiting for the exciting young guy year for five years. So, sorry, Pirates fans. Sorry, Uncle Rick. Sorry to your Uncle Rick. It's been a while. It's a very beautiful ballpark. We went there last year. It was uh, far too empty. That was a bummer. So they got their, this minor leaguer number one pick, Travis Swaggerty, and it's just a cool name. Yeah. I just want to point that out. Yes. His numbers. I don't know what his deal is, but that's a cool name, Swaggerty. Uh, let's get down. Miggy Yahoo on the bump because he's fun. So if you get O'Neill Cruz... There's a chance this is like the charisma team, you know, if O'Neill Cruz, if Cabrian Hayes, if Kotuck, oh Miggy Yahoo. Okay. It's a lot Keep of going. just like fun, fun guys, like charismatic losers. And you know oh, what? Oh, don't say that. You know what? They Well, I didn't mean like they're losers. Like Kotuck not the guy, the just saying the team. Winner ever. I just meant like they'll Kotuck be losing, is. but at least they'll be very charismatic. There's a chance. The uh, number 11 prospect uh, for the Pirates, last name is Bay, B-A-E. So, like, if that guy can get some run, we're selling jerseys. We're selling mm. tickets. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Yes. That's a, like, that's a really fun infield you mentioned. I mean, you got Key Brian, O'Neal, and Co. Tuck, like, turning double plays and stuff. Like, I can see how that could be fun. And I really hope, you know, we love Cole for obvious reasons. Like he's just the guy. Hammercock. <laughs> he's a new model. Uh, he got some, some deals with some, some clothing brands. Um, I really hope, like you said, Jake, they just give him an extended run here and he takes off, man. Because he does, he does have the skill set to do it. And it would, I don't know, man. I just root for the guy. Yeah, well, I, anyone who's just listening, we're very friendly with Cole Tucker, and we're yeah. we're going to be biased in our in our talks about That's him fine. because we. And how about this? How about this? Can Brian Reynolds be really good going into next season? Yes, he already is. Could Key Brian Hayes be really good going into next season? Yeah, he kind of already is. O'Neill Cruz is a legit prospect, top ten, big boy. If he can have a nice rookie year and be exciting going into next year, that's three guys. That's a start of a lineup. Okay, let's go. Do that. What What if they trade Brian Reynolds to the Rays for Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass now, and Shane Boss? Don't trade with the Rays. Maybe. Don't trade, Don't with, trade Rays with the Rays if you're the Pirates ever. Let's wrap it up. The over-under is 65 and a half. 
Um, they won 61 games last year and then they traded away a lot of players that were good. And they have a lot of more like, like Jake said, like, uh, they're just going to run guys out there, whether they're performing or not seems to be the plan. So I'm going to take the under on this one. They're also going through the AL East with all their interleague, uh, play, um, who are going to be looking to feast on them and that's tough time. So I I'll go first. I'm going to take the under on the, on the 65 and a half for the pirates. Mark it down. Marked. I will also take the under here. Looking at the division, I think the Cubs, uh, we'll talk about them in a sec, but I think they're going to surprise people. Cardinals are going to be pretty good. Brewers are going to be pretty good. Uh, Yeah, I'm going under. The Cubs made move this offseason to get better. The Reds went the other way, but like they still have, especially compared to the Pirates and Jimmy, that AL East thing is a great point. If you're getting 65 and a half on the Pirates, uh, it, give me the under. I mean, we're looking at right around 100 losses again. Um, it's tough to see a world where there's not. So give me a, I might, I might find that one right now and lay a little action. Literally just picked up my phone. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how bizarre that kind of line seems right now. I literally just picked up my phone and opened up the DraftKings app to to bet on the under here because I feel pretty good about it. Because, you know, what's, what are they? Yeah, everything we said. Okay, that's it. That's the Pirates. Any final words? We have a fun stat from Max. Brian Reynolds posted a 9-1-2 OPS last season, joining uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Josh Bell as the only Pirates with a single-season OPS over 900 since 2010. Like, Josh Bell, he you know, they traded away so much talent, and, and they weren't good with that talent so i don't know how the over under bumped up yeah scary be scared of the computers yeah all right well that's that one and we will uh thank everyone for tuning in for the pirates on youtube but we are now pivoting bbd do you have a uh google sheet tracking our over unders i can turn that into a sheet uh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you can turn it into a Google sheet, because that's what we use during the year, um, that'd be awesome. We probably use the one from last year yeah, and just, just make, make a new page. Tab. Yeah, yeah. I'll find cool. It. All right, everyone, ready? Fifteen, fifteen minutes more on the clock. Mm. Let's do it. Next team up in the team profile and projections: the Chicago Cubs. Now, they were ranked by our audience and everyone that turned in a uh, ranking on our survey, which was like over 2,000 people, I believe, as the 21st ranked team in all of baseball. Last year, they went 71 and 91 and missed the playoffs. They had a very interesting, fun, confusing offseason. Jake, can you let everybody know who they added and who they lost? Yeah, Jim, and we should say when we initially put out the rankings, it was before the Cubs made some nice moves and it was after the Reds emptied some moves. So I could see these being flipped pretty easily, but for now, they've lost the Duff man, Matt Duffy, Robinson Chirinos behind the dish, and Zach Davies, who actually just got signed by my Snakes. And Jim, now look who they've added. <laughs> 
This is interesting. Stroman, Seiya Suzuki, Wade Miley, Jan Gomes, VR, Andrelton Simmons, Drew Smiley, Michael Givens, Chris Martin, David Robertson, Daniel Norris, Clint Frazier, and Harold Ramirez. You're talking about double-digit MLB guys that they're adding to this roster. Steven Brault, hello. Jesse Chavez got some big outs last year. Double-digit MLB guys added to a team. I like that. It's just what does it all mean? And uh, Trev, a couple new bodies at the top of that rotation. Yeah, remember Marcus Stroman started all of this stuff off. They signed him. We wondered where they were going. You just mentioned all the guys that they picked up and added this offseason. It's been quite the run for them. And getting to the rotation, I mean, you kind of like the top three here, maybe even a little bit deeper than that. You start out with, of course, Kyle Hendricks, and you go Stroman. You got Wade Miley in there now. Um, Alec Mills, Drew Smiley are depth along with, uh, you know, Justin Steele and Adbert Alzale. And he's going to miss, uh, the first couple months with a strained right lat been there, buddy. Take care of that. Uh, the bullpen pretty familiar with some of these names right now. We got Rowan wick. We got Michael Givens faced him a ton. David Robertson, you guys know that guy. And then right-hander Chris Martin, uh, which leads us down to the lineup and James, I mean, it looks pretty good. Well, they had a lot of guys. I mean, they traded away all their heartstring guys last year, which um, I think we predicted on the TPP last year for the Cubs that would happen, or we were like kind of saying, like, well, imagine if that happens. But then they had Frankie Schwindel come up. At 56 games, his stats were unreal. They traded for Madrigal from the White Sox. Uh, Ortega had a good year last year. Patrick Wisdom had a good year last year. So they had a lot of these guys kind of come up and perform. And then, and then there's all of a sudden like, wait, the Cubs going to be good. And then they had a brutal West coast trip. That's what happened to them last year. Correct. Yeah. They went and faced like the Padres and the Dodgers and the Rockies or something like that. When it was like the season was on the brink and they had a tough two weeks and they traded everyone. But, uh, but a lot of these guys helped them get to where they were going and they're going to be back in the rotation. So, you know, for, for, for Frank, for a lot of those guys, for Patrick Wisdom, it's a lot of like, let's see, I think. It's like hopeful let's see for Cubs fans and uh, other teams. It's kind of, you know, the pumpkin and the carriage situation and, and just trying to figure out how baseball works. Because like, you know, these are these are 30-year-olds that like all of a sudden had great years. It's usually the opposite, Trev. It is. It's it's surprising, but you know, I also, you know, guys can make changes. And I think we're gonna see a lot more of this like late career development as we have more tech in baseball because there is just more data and more points that you can get to and learn. And sometimes that's all it takes is just a little tweak, and you get guys like Patrick Wisdom coming up and just going absolute nuts. Uncle Frank just tearing it up. So you know, back in the day, I feel like that notion of, hey, this is out of nowhere. It's a it's a one hit wonder type thing, I think was probably more true. Uh, but I think we're going to start seeing more and more of this. And uh, as we saw with the Giants, like development can still happen um, later in your career. So I'm excited to see these guys. When I'm looking at the lineup here, I mean, I want to see what Seiya Suzuki does. That's I'm that's the I'm most curious about how everything is going to translate here. I am rooting for this guy. He's funny. He's like in the media making people laugh. He says he loves Mike Trout. Like this is by the end of the season, we could be talking about Seiya Suzuki as being like one of the faces of baseball. 
Like if he, it seems like he wants to come over and be that guy. He's in a big enough market. If he does well and he's funny with his social media and he's kind of out there, like we could see it. Like this, this Cubs team, as I'm looking at this roster, sometimes when we do these things, these TPPs, I get little tingles. Mm. I like this team. Interesting. Interesting. It's a it's a funky mix. It's a funky mix so much. I texted Ian Hap today and I said, that's a funky mix. And mm. he kind of replied with, yeah, a little bit, but like, let's find out. And that's what this whole year is. You're right on Seiya Suzuki. Everyone should be rooting for him because he can be a star of the game. And let's go easy on him at first. He's adjusting to the big leagues. And Wrigley Field, we've heard Happer talk about it. Hap's goal is to like leave April with a batting average over 200. He's like hitting in Wrigley in April is absolutely brutal. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's something we under appreciate. So I don't know, man. When you put it all in the pot, I have no idea what it looks like. I, I don't think that bullpen at the end of the day ends up scaring you, especially when it's compared to other bullpens. What performances are we getting? Out of that rotation, uh, Kyle Hendricks, Stroman, and Wade Miley. That's your top three. Can those guys put it together for a full year, for half a year? I, I don't know. Um, what, do you, it, what do you mean? Those guys Those guys will give you a full year, man. I like those top three. I really do. They can. They very well can. There's been years when we've talked about Kyle Hendricks, Marcus Stroman, and Wade Miley having really good years. There's been years when we've talked about them not having great years. So... I don't know. I I will say this. I love it that, you know, the old guard is out in Chicago. Chris Bryant's in Colorado. Rizzo's a Yankee. Like, they've moved on from that World Series team. And when you see it on paper that they've added 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, like 14 guys that at some point have had success at the major league level. That has to have an effect on your team. It has to. Uh, and especially, Jim, I know you're my schedule guy normally. Really interested to see what they've got early on. Because it's Chicago. It's Wrigley. If they can get a little momentum. And one of these guys still has it. Whether it's Schwindel. Whether it's Wisdom, Whether it's Seiya Suzuki. Ortega's stats last year were nice. If one of those guys has the juice... And the Cubs have a little juice. And we can get some good weather. And there's fans in the stands. That's what it's all about. And that's got to be the goal for the Cubs. Like, let's get that first step. And then we can start daydreaming about more. Well, I got good news for you. Yes. Their first 17 games. 10 of their first 17 games come against the Pirates and the Rockies. So, I mean, seemingly they can have a good April. And again, April's shortened this year because we're starting on April 7th, remember? They could have a good April if they want. Now, they do also have, um, in April, they have six games against the Brewers, uh, the Rays, and the Braves. So, it's 50-50 on, uh, you know, really good teams that are probably clearly better than them or projected to be better than them. And then teams that are projected to be worse. So maybe th- maybe they come out, uh, you know, just a little bit above 500 and, and that's good. Or, or maybe they dominate. I don't know. But there's your schedule update. Huge. I want to add a little 
Trev's corner to these episodes. Okay. Um, hot or not. And Alec Mills, hot. At first, I was looking at the roster. I'm like, hey, Patty Wisdom, good-looking guy. Ian Happ, good-looking guy. Marcus Stroman, good-looking guy. But then you kind of start to dig a little deeper here. I'm not, I'm not into the roster. I'm going to go with a no on the hot list. Um, retroactively, I want to give the Pirates a yes on the hot list. Didn't someone say you and, you and Patrick Wisdom look alike? So to start hot. there, that was a little off-putting. If you're not a Cubs fan and you're not in the NL Central, if you're not a fan of the NL Central and you're not a Cubs fan uh, and you're listening to this just to get a base knowledge, who, who should they be? Who, who should those fans be eyeing? Like, I think obviously you guys talked about uh, Seiya Suzuki, new guy coming over from Japan, seeing what he's all about. Uh, Happer, you know about him. He's been around. Um, I, I think Frank is the big one because... For me, his numbers last year were so insane. He ends insane. up and uh, it now it, at the major league level, I think with the Cubs, he came over halfway through from Oakland. I think with the Cubs, he, he played 56 games or something like that. But his numbers on the year, including AAA for uh, Oakland's AAA and then a little bit of the Cubs AAA is, is still 500 plate appearances and a 938 OPS with a 312 batting average and a 583 slugging. So he did it, like, you know, in his mind, he's like, I had a great entire year. I was just playing in the wrong league for the first half. He proved that he can do it in the other league as well. So I don't know. I'm super curious and interested to see him because if he is good again to that level or somewhere around it, we have like something crazy on our hands. And you're the Chicago Cubs. Like, I, I think when we talk about goals for the season, it's fine to have that goal of, like, let's find some magic, let's sneak into the playoffs. Like, if you're a Cubs fan, yeah, let's go there. Be nasty, Stroman. Be nasty, Wade Miley. Bounce back, Hendricks. In the lineup, we talked about it. If things don't go that way, which, you know, hey, our fans before the Seiya Suzuki signing had him at, what, 21? Something like that. Yeah, this is gonna get, we're going to get yelled at for this. If you are the Cubs, I think the more realistic thing is next year. You are the Chicago Cubs. Your team has money. Let's find out with the Schwindels and the Wisdoms. And my guy, I haven't said his name yet, doppelganger to a degree, Nick Madrigal. This guy was a real prospect. 83 games in the show. He's hit 317, 358, a 764 OPS. He's a snuggle bunny. He might not have the pop, but they've talked about this guy that he's got a crazy hit tool, which is my favorite tool of all of them to have because it's the hardest thing to do in sports. If Nick Madrigal, if we can pencil him in at the next five years of second base for the Cubs, then you can make your free agent signings elsewhere and really attack for the future. So I think that should be, if you're a Chicago Cubs fan, what your real goal is, is to find out about these guys, the Schwindels, the Madrigals, Saya, and then next free agency, you can attack and find out what your team needs really are. Do you think they could do something at the deadline? Or do you think you think they want to wait a year to see? I think they could do something at the deadline. Why 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 wouldn't they go out and try to get a, a Manaya or a Montes right now? I think a lot of teams are in on these guys. So the, I think the price is probably going to be pretty big by the time Oakland says, okay, we're ready to do it. Uh, but I see like a starting pitcher and maybe like another 
bat that will will be readily available at the deadline. I think that those are two things, two small things, not small things because starting pitching is big, but attainable things. And we're talking about a completely different tier here if you add those two pieces. So they're close. The other and the other way, they don't have much that like people are going to be coming for if they're out of it. Um, so I I don't think they're doing much either way. Actually, I think this is your Cubs team and that you see what you got. But I don't say that with a lot of certainty. Brennan Davis is their only kind of big prospect if they want to make a move. Again, hearing the compound guys talk about him seems legit. We'll see whatever that means. Um, And yeah, I think they'd love to put themselves in the position, and it's unfair because of what the team did afterwards, but I think they'd love to be in that Atlanta Braves position at the trade deadline, get a couple veterans for cheap. You know, uh, that Pablo Sandoval trade we've talked about a ton you know, the, those veterans they got for essentially nothing. If the Cubs could do that at the deadline, that would be an awesome end of summer for the Cubbies. If you, add, if you added Montes and Nelson Cruz to this team, what do you feel about it? Is it change for you guys at all, or do you think they're still kind of like middling in that, like trying to get a wild card? I still don't even like know. I still would just have no real lean either way. Like for okay. me, let me watch April and then I can maybe have a, a thought, but there's so much here. Of, yeah. I just don't like, like unknown that I won't even. I, I think Cubs fans know that this is, it is a wait and see beginning to the year. I, I, I truly believe that. I think if they are hot and they come out and, you know, maybe the Cardinals falter or the Brewers falter and they can see maybe a path to the division, with some additions, I don't think that, um, you know, that's so far out of the question to go add some of these guys. So, Jimmy, if I told you. Or to try to add. The DraftKings over under lands at about 75 and a half. What's that do to you? We just talked about this on the Pirate with the Pirates. that They're, they're going to be playing the AL East as well. Um Yeah, I, don't, I put it on green. Mm. We split a game. I'll take the over just to be nice. I mean, no, but see, that's what I do sometimes, just to have some positivity, and then we keep track of these all season long, and then we're like, you're, you're so smart or you're so dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah, give, your, give an educated guess, bro. We just went over the roster. Come on. Under. I'm worried about, I'm worried about the chemistry of this team. It seems like a lot of guys that just like don't know each other. <laughs> and like the Cubs for so long have been a tight unit. Such a different feel. That that's why I think I'm getting tripped up the most. Like the Cubs have been for six years the same six guys as like this is the Cubs. And right now it's like, well, who are these guys though? And they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, like, what's that clubhouse vibe like? They 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 need to get off to a hot start, like Jake said. I'm gonna I'll take the under. I think that's what I'm doing. It pains me because we're good friends with Hap and we're good friends with Cole Tucker. I took the under on both their teams. Uh, it's okay. You got to be honest. We're an on pod here. Here's my honest take. I think I think it's going over. I think this is I think this is a 500 team 
with the ability to maybe go out and become a better than a 500 team. So I think 75 is a little too low for me. I'm hammering the over. Trev, same same thought process. I love coin flips in baseball because I think every year there's going to be some that don't happen and some that do. And you look up and down this lineup, and it's a lot of coin flips outside of like Hap and Wilson Contreras. Um, But, you know, out of of Schwindel, Ortega, Suzuki, Wisdom, Madrigal, I think enough of those are going to land on the right side that in the NL Central – they're going to win a couple games. In my head, I think the scary over-under number for me would have been about 80. Um, I, I think that's where I would have really started to get nervous. I think even if this year starts going downhill, if they do sell a couple pieces at the deadline, you're still going to have enough guys that are trying to make their way at, the ne- at this level, earn their spot for next year, that I don't think the Cubs season would fully tank. So uh, for that reason, I'll go over. Bless you, Trev. All right. Uh, Max's fun stat. Max helps us put together some of the research for these episodes. Is that an, and Max's fun stat actually comes from Foolish <laughs> Bailey yeah. here. So it's not oh Max's my fun stat. Foolish Bailey's fun stat. In 2021, Frankie Schwindel was the first player with 13 home runs and a 350 batting average in his first 50 games with a franchise since Matt Holiday in 2009. I don't find that stat that fun. I don't like it that much. Foolish was trying to clown us yesterday. You know, do I have to start my beef up again? I don't know. Thanks for tuning in for the Cubs team profile and projection. If you're on YouTube, uh, we are going to move right on to the next NL Central team. 15 minutes on the clock. The St. Louis Cardinals. A very, no? Reds. You skipped a team. Oh, I was going to say, I was kind of shocked by that. All right. Yeah, I I scrolled too far. The Cincinnati Reds. Now, our audience, over 2,000 people filled out the rankings, and they said the Reds were the 18th best team. This was before (laughs) the trade. This was before Winker went to the Mariners. So, little null and void, but it's still the rankings. We're kind of just basing the order of the episodes off of. Uh, Jake. They went 83 and 79 last year. They missed the playoffs. We've had a very frustrating relationship as a podcast with the Reds the last two seasons. Can you tell us what happened this offseason? Jimbo, good news, bad news. You're going to have the same relationship with this Reds team. Because uh, even the who's in, who's out gets you a little confusing. Two of the best lefty-righty combo guys are out, Castellanos and Winker. Sonny Gray, who was a mainstay in that rotation, he gone. Eugenio Suarez, gone. Tucker Barnhart, Wade Miley, Amir Garrett, Michael Lorenzen, Michael Givens. A lot of show dudes there on their way out. Who's coming in? Another list of kind of show guys? Tommy Pham just got signed. He'll be going in the corner outfield. Mike Miner, remember that trade? That was a little confusing. Donnie Barrels, Colin Moran, some pitchers, Godley, Dunn, Strickland, Rake Fraley, uh, and then some minor league, Albert Armora, Jake Bowers. You're familiar with those guys. I mean, what's coming in is, ah, but what went out was, oh, my God. So uh, that is not great for our Cincinnati Reds. Trev, 
couple dudes in the rotation. They got a couple dudes in this rotation. I'm going to say that right now. Are they going to be Reds the entire year? Probably one of them. The other one, I'm not so sure. And that guy is Luis Castillo, top of the rotation. But don't sleep on Tyler Molly, dude. Like, go check his 2021 out and what he did. Uh, behind him, get the lefty Mike Miner, Vladimir Gutierrez, Tony Santillan. Is that how you say it, man? It could be Santillan. I'm just trying to get a little foreign on you guys. Justin Dunn. And then the bullpen, you got Lucas Sims, Lewis Sessa. You guys love him. Uh, Art Warren, Justin Wilson, Jeff Hoffman. And I do kind of want to run through the lineup, James, because a lot of familiar faces here. Uh, some some really talented dudes, too. Tyler Stevenson is going to be the catcher. Vado at first base. Jonathan India, our guy, hot guy, guy, guy at second. Shortstop. Still probably undecided. We have Kyle Farmer here. Moose going to play the bulk at third. Then they added Tommy Pham, Nick Senzel, Tyler Nakin, and then DH, probably Colin Moran. Not bad. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> That's a frustrating relationship, but the Reds continues because yeah. okay. you talk about who's still there, and there's some guys. And then you talk, but then they got rid of so many good, like if they, if they didn't get rid of God, if, if, if they didn't get rid of Winker gray, uh, Suarez, who I know was struggling, blah, blah, blah. But if they didn't get rid of them, Castellanos was gone. He was a free agent, right? If they didn't get rid of those guys, wouldn't we be sitting here saying like, I like this squad. We'll see. I don't know if they got the Brewers and the Cardinals, but they're going to give them a fight. And now, what? What? Even, what's the vibe? What? What are they even doing? Like they traded their one of their best talents and didn't get a return. They just got salary relief. How do you trade Jesse Winker and not even get prospect capital in return? I know they got some prospects, but come on, it was really they got salary relief. Which is, well, what are you going to do with that salary now? I don't know. They're, what a frustrating relationship I have with the Reds. Because I want to root for them. And I, I don't think it's wrong, Jim. I, I say it about the Rockies a lot. I feel like the Rockies dangle a little bit of bait in front of their fan base just to sell a couple tickets. And, hey, the Rockies aren't awful. Come to a game. It kind of feels like our Reds are doing that. And it, and it stinks because Joey Votto's bounce back year. How Awesome was that. Awesome. Jonathan India. Like, <laughs> I bet if we did right side of the infield, how high would the Cincinnati Reds be? Like, Joey Votto, Hall of Famer with the bounce back season. Jonathan India, young stud with the rookie of the... Like, that right side of the infield's awesome. Um, and it just has to be so frustrating as a true Reds fan to be like... So, so shortstop and center field, we still don't have solutions for like the fourth year in a row. Like we're still sitting here. That's been a problem on our team and we still don't have a solution. And now, you know, Tyler Stevenson's a really good young ball player. I hope this is a one-year funk for the Reds and we're saying Stevenson's a stud, Indian's a stud. Maybe Nick Senzel, who was a big prospect, actually finds it this year. But I don't know, man. It, it just seems like we're going to come into next year with the Reds and they're they're not in a big, 
big enough a position to actually attack free agency in the trade market, and they're too scared to dump and fully reset, which is one of the worst places to be in sports. Well, I that's what my question was going to be, Trev. If you take a look inside their war room right now, are there like you know the uh, front offices? Say they have a big board of like plans, right? Mm-hmm. What would what would what would you think the plans would be? Do you think their plans are like okay? What if we're, uh, you know, five hundred or above five hundred? Who who do we attack? Who do we promote? Blah blah blah. Or is the plan, uh, who are we trading? Vado, Moose, uh, Mor- Moran, uh, Molly, Sessa. Because as soon as Winker got traded. We all thought they were going to just keep going because they have more pieces. Unlike the Cubs, who we said they really don't have much to offer at the deadline. The Reds have some to offer at the deadline. And that's my guess is that's what the plan is. Well, we, what we have to figure out is, are they going to want to spend any money in the coming years? Because they can have controllable pitchers for quite some time. Castillo is under control until 24. Molly, I believe, is like under control till like 2026, I think. No, no, no. He's got two years left this year and next year. Okay. So two years there. But then you got like your top prospects, like Hunter Green and this other guy. I was just looking up. I got to see his name again. Lodolo. This dude's like 6'6, strikes out like 13 per nine. Like this is, you guys, you have some guys at the top of your organization that, you know, the stuff will play. So, that's it kind of makes it even more frustrating when you think about it that way. If you keep Winker and you know, maybe you bring Givens back or what I mean, you weren't gonna you weren't gonna keep Cassianos, I understand. But like there's an argument there that you could have a really good rotation um and and some bats that'll it'll bang a little bit. Like you just had the rookie of the year, like it seems like they were just on the precipice of something, and then they're caught in no man's land now basically. And that's like, I think in recent days, the Cubs have jumped them and what their expectations are. And I think it's, it's tough for me to find a way that the Cincinnati Reds are somehow buyers at the deadline. Cubs, we talked about it. You can find a way. A couple guys click. They're the Chicago Cubs. They got more money in the bank. The Cincinnati Reds, like, even if it all clicks, I just don't see them making the next step at the deadline to try to actually be a wild card team. You're right, Trev. Those young pitchers deserve a little love. Hunter Green's hit 104 on the gun. If it clicks, that guy can be a dude. But it would be a dude for next season. So, like, uh, I'm sorry, Cincinnati Reds fans. Some, some of our best friends on Twitter and followers like our awesome Cincinnati Reds fans. I I'm normally a see a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm having real trouble finding it. I mean, I think they're I, I would guess you say Trev, do they want to spend money? Like they got they they cleared the books with Wink, yeah. which would make you hope they're saving for something. And then if you just look at their 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 the business side of things, I mean, you got Vado and Moose making big money uh, the next two years. If they can trade one of those guys or two of these guys this year and have the team that pick picks them up eat the twenty twenty three salary, I think I think they've been waiting for a while 
for the end of the Votto years to fully buy in somewhere else just because the money wise, which I don't know, stinks. They're making weird moves. Um, I'm not rooting for him this year. Damn. I can't. I did it two years in a row. That's tough. Yeah, we, we, we were all we were all down. over it, bro. We were all over it. Yeah, it, it, it is tough to root for a team that seemingly is, uh, you know, like when you have a, a boat or mm-hmm. like a, I don't know, a canoe and you're just paddling like on one side, you just kind of, you start to go in circles a little bit. And I, if I was the GM, which is kind of what we do here on these TPPs, we play our own little GM. I don't think this is the way I would approach the situation, but hey, man, I guess hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, but I do think there are some interesting pieces here. We always like to talk about players, you know, that you want to watch. Like, who are we rooting for on this team? You you may not root for the team, James, but give me some guys that you want to see, like, have a good year. And that's, hey, it let's let's land the ship going up a little bit. Yeah. Tyler Stevenson. Tyler Stevenson okay. can be one of the best young catchers in baseball. Jonathan okay. India can be, like, the best Hot. young second baseman in baseball. Um, like circle those guys. Let's hope that's the future. A couple of those young pitchers, Hunter Green, Tyler Molly's getting the opening day pill. Um, like let's get those young guys a little more bona fide and go Reds go next year. Go get them what? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Hey, Molly's name, is it Mali or Molly? Because I feel like we're messing it up. I feel like it's always I've always heard Molly. I thought it was Molly. Okay. Let us know. Uh guys. I like calling Vladimir uh Guterreras Vladdy Goots, so I'm rooting for him so I get to say that some more. Molly. Uh, I really like saying uh Aristides Aquino and uh he he kind of tapered off, so I don't get to say that a lot anymore. So I am a Vladdy Goots fan. Uh one of the best current Baseball reference pictures. If you guys want to go look at Vladdy Goot's picture on baseball reference, it's just all time. Um, high guy picture. So that's good. Huge. Yeah. All right. Their over under is. Oh, yeah. Nice pick. Nice pick. It's a good one, right? Long neck. Long neck. 74 and a half. Uh, I, God damn it. Three unders in a row for me. I'll, uh, Jim, I'll go first. I don't know if it's going to help, help or hurt you, but it, it is the under, um, just cause I don't see a way this team can buy at, at the deadline, which means at the end of the year, you're selling like, and you know, is, is Moose Tacos on this team at the end of the year? Is Tommy Pham at this team on the end of the year? Um, you know, really solid MLB guys, I just think are going to end up elsewhere and, uh. Kind of like that Cubs drive to be set up for next season. I don't know if the Reds are going to have that. Under. The problem I have with this is I'm, I, I know I can't. I only have a certain amount of unders that I can give out. And, like, I, I don't know if I want to, like, waste them all right now. Feels like that's what I'm kind of doing. But, but like, yeah, at the end of the season, Trev, we I know we say who's smart and who's not. And I feel like I gave out a lot of sympathy overs last year. Yeah. yeah. And then got bit by them. 
I'm taking the under because I'm a little upset with how things have gone down in Cincinnati. Hey, give Moose some run. Let this you sign this guy to go bang. Let him out, like run him out there for a full season. He's gonna, he's gonna hit you 40 homers, okay? I will say this. Under. I didn't bet the Cubs under, and I didn't, I'm not gonna bet the Reds under. Like I hammered the Pirates under. I just put a bet. I went, I picked up the app right away and bet it. So if that puts any like weight into how we're saying it here, are you betting this one, Jake? No, I would bet it more confidently than Cubs. I also didn't bet the Cubs, and I ran to actually make the Pirates bet. So same page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, that's that's it. We came in uh, dressed on time. Fifteen seconds left. Boom. Boom. Have a fun stat. Uh, the fun stat is that from 2020 to 2021, Joey Votto's hard hit rate increased 17.5% and his average exit velo increased 5.5 miles per hour, both the highest year-to-year increases in all of baseball. It's actually something fun to watch. Last year, he said, they said, why are you hitting so many more home runs? And he had that stretch of like eight in a row or whatever, and he said, I'm just trying to hit home runs now. I wasn't I wasn't always trying to hit home runs before. I We didn't talk enough about Joey Votto. I love Joey Votto. I also love Joey Votto. Hall of Fame. Fame player. Okay. Thank you for tuning in for the Reds TPP. We are moving forward. St. Louis Cardinals. Last year, they had a wild season. Their graph was like crazy up and down. Uh, They make it to the wild card game with a just unreal push. August and September, they go 90 and 72 on the season. Jake, did they lose? Did they gain? What happened? So I'm going to get us off to a funky start, man, because we hear from a lot of Cardinals fans. We thought they thought they were in the big shortstop game. That never happened. And Jim, they lose your guy, Kim. He went back to the KBO. John Lester enjoying retirement, a couple drinks on the golf course. Carlos Martinez gone. Luis Garcia, remember him, the reliever that stepped up? He's now a Padre. Matt Carpenter, former Cardinals legend, he's out. Jay Happ, Andrew Miller, sexy lefties, they are gone. Who they added? They made one bigger move. This was earlier on in, in free agency. Steven Matz, he's going to slot into the rotation. Did he figure it out last year in Toronto? A lefty who can really pump it. Corey Dickerson, he can slap it around from the left side a little bit. Uh, TJ McFarlane reside. A couple bullpen guys. Nick Whitgren, Drew Verhagen. But when you put it all out there, is it a plus? Is it a minus? I think if you say you know, I think you're lying. So you would have liked that one cardinal splashy move to get to the next level. It doesn't look like that happened, but there's still a lot to like, especially with some of their pitchers, Trev. You got that right, man. Top of the rotation is as strong as ever. We got Adam Wainwright. How old is he right now? 40-something? 53. don't matter. The guy is a pitcher, and he's going to do what he does. Behind Tim Flaherty, he's dealing with a little bit of a nagging uh, issue, but he'll be all right, and we know what he can do when he's on the mound. Uh, like you mentioned, they brought in Steven Matz. Uh, they got Miles Michaelis, Dakota Hudson, Jake Woodford. So the rotation is strong, and they have depth too. Moving into the bullpen, love it there too. It's nice here in the bullpen. There's lots of flame, lots, lots of heat out there. Giovanni Gallegos, Alex Reyes, 
Henesis Cabrera, TJ McFarland's the lefty, and then, of course, Jordan Hicks blowing a hunch. So they have absolute fire-breathing dragons in the bullpen, along with a strong rotation. And then the lineup, too. This is, uh, James, this is a team that you're like, okay, we can dream upon this. Yeah, I mean, and they confused us last year, but they got Edmund, they got Goldie, um, they got Tyler O'Neill, the fire hydrant uh, Canadian who dresses spectacular, Arenado, Dylan Carson, Yachty, the young Dickerson, Harry Bader, mm. and my dude Lars Newtbar. Lars. Great name. You know who loves him, and, and I love him because he loves him? You know Saris. I trust Eno with my life. Mm. Why does he love him so much? I don't know. He just does. Probably some some numbers. He's got some numbers that are good. <laughs> yeah. And Eno likes that. Loves numbers. Makes sense. Yeah. This is a World Series contending team, bottom line. Mm. Ooh. Am I wrong about that? Um, no, because I guess if you're like a playoff team, and I do believe that they're a playoff team, I mean – Let's do floor and ceiling for this team. Okay. Right away, huh? Yeah, because it kind of goes off what you're saying. Like, ceiling, yeah. They they have a great year. They make the playoffs, and, and then, like, they make a run in the playoffs. Like I think, I think any team that gets in, in the playoffs can make a run. It is expanded now, but whatever. But floor, they still have a missed the playoff floor, no? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's- I don't believe so. Here's what we like about the birds. They always find a way to pitch. Um, whether it's Wayno, whether it's Flaherty, Michaelis, Mats, Hudson, uh, the birds find a way to pitch. That bullpen is sneaky. That's a sneaky, really good bullpen. So that's where the Cardinals end up being a really well-run organization is they find a way to pitch every year, year in, year out. That's how you have a chance. Now, with the lineup, Paul Goldschmidt, Stud, Hall of Fame. Tyler O'Neill with the breakout year last year. My my short Las Vegas dressing king. Um, Nolan Arenado, Hall of Fame. Dylan Carlson, who are you? We know what Yachty is. Um, Stud. Harry Bader, Paul DeYoung, and they have some debt. Like Edmundo Sosa ended up playing for some shortstop, so they got an option there. Does Lars Newtbar break in? Nolan Gorman is a legit prospect. Does he find a way in this team? Um, I think St. Louis, a lot of stuff. So to Trev's credit with that instant head shake, I do think a lot of stuff would have to go wrong for St. Louis to not be in or like right around the playoffs by the end of the year. Um, Floor doesn't mean likely. It just means it's an option. Yeah, it's baseball, you know, like this, this team couldn't, could not be too scary. I guess let me do a little NL scan quick. Cause I mean, that's my cop out baseball answer. Like almost anything can happen in baseball, but could the, could the St. Louis Cardinals not be a top seven team? Let's see. Well, because, you know, say we have the Brewers winning the division and and whatever. The the East and the West have have really good teams. And and you need to be you need to be better than um all the second place finishers and and then one third. So last year the Giants and the Dodgers ran away. They were the top two teams in the NL, right? Would they and then um the Brewers won the Central. 
But then you had the Braves, um, the Mets, the Phillies made big moves. Like there's a world, Trev, where the Brave, the you know, there's five teams. I don't know. I'm not saying it's likely. I just do think it's it's their their floor. But I also think they can win the division and then and then be good in the playoffs. So I'm just, it's a wide range. Okay, if you're telling me, yeah, like there's a, a a percentage chance, then there is a chance. Then I agree with you. Obviously, like there's can be a lot of things that happen. Already, Jack is on the IL here. He's missing uh, some time. New coach. So, so if things like that happen, sure. But like as currently constructed, as we're seeing everybody on the field, I think this team and some of those younger guys like O'Neill and Bader just bring in the energy and they have just such a good roster, like a mashup of veterans and young dudes here. They have they have um, uh, Libertor coming up just the who guess who drafted him? The Rays. Nice. He's going to be good. OK. So, like, they have help on the way, too, within the system. I think they have four or five top 100 prospects. Not all of them are going to be contributing this year. He will. Uh, I, I just think that this is a team who we know they're going to be in it. And if they catch another one of those sparks, I don't think they're going to be as down as they were last year before they got on that hot run. And But this is a team that's capable of going on those runs. If it happens at the, play, like, at the start of the playoffs – like this is a team that's capable of just running the gauntlet with the guys they have right now. So yeah, because it was what it was a run last year. They were fourteen games out. Jimbo, what kind of led us here at this playoff conversation? I just went on DraftKings to see playoff odds. Cardinals are exactly the same. Yes or no? They have it as a coin flip. It's minus one ten. Yes, it's minus one ten. No, and I'll tell you what I just did. I just bet yes. Like if you're telling me it's a coin flip. I'm going Cardinals easily. I would have assumed the juice would have been Cardinals will make the playoffs. Yeah, we have we have two more teams too. Like this is, I think they're going to make the playoffs, and and we if that could segue right into our over under. What is it? It's really one more team, right? Like in the NL, one, one more team, team in the NL. Uh, Pirates. I mean, the Padres really. Helped him out last year too. They're 14 and a half games out, like September 7th or something crazy like that. It was a it was a crazy stretch for them to get into the top five uh last year. But who's the new manager? Marmol. BBD with Marmol. Yeah, he, Ollie Marmol. Yeah, he's been and he's been there. This it's not gonna be a crazy shift. Yeah, it's not a you changing know, it, of the regime. It it's gonna be different. Um, but you know, I think because you're familiar with the guy, there's no like waves being made to the clubhouse. I think, I think in talking to Jack, everything seems great and normal. It's a very professional organization, man. Like the, 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 the leaders they had there, think about that. Wainwright, Yachty, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, like these guys are like the class of the class when you're talking about clubhouse leaders. And that's why they're consi as consistent as they are. And that's why they're able to go on a run like they did uh, last year, because they have these veteran leaders and you, and think about how stoic Flaherty is. That's, that's not coincidence. Like he has learned from these guys. He's going to be the next great clubhouse leader for them. And that, and that's why, like, their organization is just run well, and they have good people in there, and, and they've been able to be consistent. And I think that's a big, big reason why. 
And I'll go state of baseball as we, we get to the over-under. Like, the St. Louis Cardinals are going to pitch enough. They're going to get enough out of their lineup. And by the way, like, this team kind of can't sell. You can't trade Wayno at the deadline. You can't trade Yachty at the deadline. So, with the new expanded playoffs, like, the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be in it at the deadline. And they're probably going to add if they need to. So, like, the over-under that DraftKings has for him is 84 and a half. I'll be honest with you. I just bet them over on that and to make the playoffs. So, I'm drinking the Cardinals Kool-Aid. I'm taking the over. I think uh, I am with you. Uh, that's a that's a very good point, and they're not going to sell. They can't. They're going to, even if it's marginally, if they make moves at the deadline, it will be to improve the team, especially coming off a season where they covered a 14-game deficit in the last three weeks. This team is going to believe in themselves, and I am also going to bet the over on this one you guys have uh, – I, I might have sounded like a downer because I was just drawing the the ceiling and the floor, but I I am going to bet the over here. I do think that they will go over and make the playoffs. That's just riveting content right there, James. Just from down in the depths to come back, baby, we're betting the over. That's three for three. That one's going to be marked in bold on our spreadsheet. We're going to look back and say, hey, we all were in agreement here. BBD, I know you think the same thing too, so go ahead and mark yourself down yeah. for the over. We're all on it. Let's go, Jay Flair. Get healthy. I love the uniforms, and if I'm voting hot or not on this team, they're hot. Yeah, They're hot. Uh-huh. Tyler O'Neill alone wins it for him. Mm. No, it's another one of your doppelgangers. You got a lot of people in the show that look like I look like a lot of show guys. Know what they've got, Trev? They've got the bar covered. Like they've got the old man corner of the bar covered. Like Mm, sugar daddies for sure. Yeah, Wayno, Yachty, Goldschmidt. They're buying drinks for everyone. Like they got it. The young guys, Tyler O'Neill, Sexy, Harry Bader, Jack Flaherty. Like, they've got the bar covered. I like that. Hot. I vote hot. Hot is the official vote. Do we have a fun stat? Hmm. I forgot to set the timer, so we I have do. no idea if we're over or I'll under I'll read Max's it. fun 13. stat. Outfielder Tyler O'Neill was the only player in the NL whose slugging percentage went up 200 full points from 2020 to 2000. I said that's so weird. 2021, as he raised from 360 to 560, Brian Reynolds was the next closest NL player with a 165-point increase. Not that fun of a stat. <laughs> How tall is Tyler O'Neill? Uh, That's all I, Jake. I think he's listed at 5'10". He's listed 5'11", which doesn't exist. He's 5'9 and a half. How tall is O'Neal Cruz? 6'7". They should take a picture together. The O'Neals. Yeah. We need... Okay, I'm going to text Jay Flair, and I'm going to say, please tell me Tyler O'Neal's accurate height. Yeah. Maybe he is that tall, but he's broad. And that brings like the, you know, when you're looking there, your vision is going to see him as shorter. Mm. So big this way. 
I uh, I have one last thing I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. A name we, I don't know if we mentioned him kind of this whole time. Tommy Edmond is a really good baseball player. And he's just so Cardinals. He racked up a 3.7 war last year. He stole 30 bases. Um, he won the gold glove. Like, uh, Tommy Edmond's just a, a solid baseball player. Um, Cardinal. He's a Cardinal. You think they're going to win the division, Jake? I want to fully look at the Brewers. In my head, I have the Brewers above them because of that high-end starting pitching. Whew. Well, that that leads us right into our next team. Look at that. Oh, my. Hold on. We're back on the Cardinals. Still here. 10 more seconds. How tall is Tyler O'Neill? like in real life? 5'10". Jack sees him in spikes a lot. So but that means he's five nine and a half. You're right, Jake. It's kind of my move on now. Kind of my world. Hard hitting facts. We're moving on. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're watching the video uh, on the Brewers, if you listen to the podcast, you don't have to go anywhere because it that was the Cardinals. I meant we're talking about the Brewers now. Our audience. Ranked the Brewers as the 11th best team in baseball. A little low, but I haven't looked at the full rankings, and I don't remember where I ranked them, but that feels low. But again, I don't know the full scope of it. I guess I would have to look at all the other teams. They finished last year. uh, They lost in the National League Divisional Series. They had a 95-67 and win season. They made some early trades last year. Uh, that really helped them out, bringing in Willie Adamas and uh, Rowdy Telez helped them out later in the season. They have awesome starting pitching. Cy Young winner on the staff. Jake, what other changes have been made this offseason? Man, these Milwaukee Brewers are kind of a wagon, huh? They did lose some guy guys. Avisail Garcia. He's in Miami. Eduardo Escobar, he's a Met. JBJ, remember that trade? He goes back to Boston. Manny Pena behind the dish, really solid. A brave now. Vogelback's gone. Daniel Norris and Brett Anderson also gone for now. Brett Anderson remains un- unsigned. They added Hunter Renfro. Nice. Andrew McCutcheon. Nice. Mike Brosseau. Mean to the Yankees. Brad Boxberger came back. Severino. Pedro Severino, the catcher, fills in for Manny Pena. And how about David Dahl on a minor league deal? Does he find a way, friend of the show? Um, Trev, this team's bread gets buttered by the pitching staff. And and we got to see these guys just recently up close and personal. Y'all know their names. Corbin Burns is absolute filth. What What did Luis Urias say about him after he struck out on three pitches? Just said, I hate that guy. <laughs> I hate that guy. There's hatred because he's so good. Uh, behind him, another guy you could say that about, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Adrian Hauser, who was looking nasty in the bullpen. You got the lefties, Lauer and Ashby. And Ashby's no, no longer a secret anymore. Everyone knows about this dude throwing bowling balls up there from the left side. It doesn't end there, though, folks. You know the bullpen. You got Josh Hader. 
blowing people away. Devin Williams is back. He's got a new pitch. I think he's throwing a cutter or something like that this year. Go get you some Devin. Brad Boxberger just signed. We saw him at spring training along with Brent Suter, Jake Cousins, and the lineup is good. And I will give this team a compliment that I think means a lot in the baseball world. This team, to me, is looking like a Rays team, but, like, with some superstars on it. Like, it's a Rays team with, like, like established superstars on it. Go ahead and tell them about, like, that lineup, James. Lineup's good, and 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 uh, they did get some lose some people, which I was just kind of trying to rack my brain about it's one of the moves. I'll ask you guys little in a little bit. They got Colton Wong, short king, like him. They got Willie Adamas. We were at camp, and he was the like heartbeat and the energy of the Brewers camp. Uh, he'd never shut up in a, in the best way. He was making everyone laugh. Yelly, he's the guy there. Obviously, they just brought in McCutcheon. I really like that move. Rowdy comes back. Hunter Renfro comes over. Omar Nevaez, Locaine, Jace Peterson, and then Brasso on the bench because he's a split guy, right, Jake? Doesn't he just crush righties? Lefties. Lefties? Yep. Um, so it's good. Avisel Garcia, all I remember is the one play where he botched a play against the Giants. It's like my like the one thing that sticks out of my brain against them last year. I was trying to look up defensive metrics, which I never trust anyway. Because uh, Renfro and Abisel Garcia's offensive numbers the last couple years are very similar. Uh, I did I did their offensive numbers 2020 and 2021 combined. Very similar. And then I did from 2019 to 2021 combined. Uh, the slash lines are like very similar. But Renfro, is he better at defense than Garcia? That was my guess, but the numbers fully didn't support that, but I don't trust defensive metrics. No, I mean, Avisail Garcia, he he was playing center field for the Brewers uh, a little bit ago. Like, he's he's a big boy athlete. I, I wouldn't let that one play stand out in your mind too much. Renfro's a wild horse out there. He's fun to watch. But I, I think, end of the day, you're kind of right. It ends up being a wash, and... Trev, I, I can't. You said the Rays thing right as I was thinking it, man. Like if you start a lefty against uh, the Brewers, I think the only you're gonna see all righties in the lineup. If you start a righty against the Brewers, you're gonna see a really balanced, nice lineup without any like easy outs. There's not. You can't take a nap at any part of this lineup. Go look at some of Omar Narvaez's stats, especially for a catcher. Lorenzo Kane in the eight hole. And that's what's making me really like this Brewers team is that I, I think one of the things we do when we look at lineups and we look at names, if you saw Hunter Renfro in the two or three hole for a team, you'd be like, I like Hunter Renfro. I, I don't know if I like him up there. Hunter Renfro in the six hole. That guy's a threat. That guy's a problem. Lorenzo Cain hitting eighth? I don't know what he's still got in the tank, but he's Zo Cain, dude. He could have something in the tank, too. So, like, this Brewers team has depth, balance. It feels Rays-esque, and I think Willie Adamas and Hunter Renfro is also helping that. Mike Brasso. Um, but it, this team, man, this is a really well-run organization, and that's, like... That's before we get to the law firm and the pitching staff. So, yeah, man, these these guys are good. 
they're good. And McCutcheon is such an underrated signing. People are just writing that off as a veteran going to this team. Like, look at what he did last year. He had 27 freaking bombas last year. Hmm. Like, he's still got it in the tank. And this is a team, like, you know, when you get around a winning environment, like, it, you can prolong some of those things. So I think McCutch is going to be really good for them. This I'm going to tell people right now, 100%, this is one of the teams I'm considering for taking uh, for my World Series prediction. Wow. Like, I am all in on the Brewers. I love this team. I love the roster construction. I love the pitching on both sides. Uh, we know they're not afraid to make a move at the deadline. This is a team. They're very smart and tactical with their moves. In saying that, this is – this all and, – and I think he can take this. This all falls on Yelly. Hmm. Yelly being Yelly makes this team like a, a World Series, one of the World Series favorites. And I know him and I know how hard he works and I know the drive he has to be that guy. If Yelly gets off to a hot start, look out. This team is going to just run through this division, in my opinion. And this over under total of 88 and a half is going to get steamrolled as well. I'm taking the over because I believe in Yelly. And I think this is a very, very, very good baseball team. Mm. Mm. Thoughts? I got thoughts. I'm trying to remember last year. They just didn't hit it all against the Braves in the, in the postseason. Uh, correct? They had, they had a few moments, but yeah. World I'd like Series them to make a run. It was World Series champion Braves, but before they were the World Series champion Braves. So I, I, I think you know the Braves bullpen hadn't been good all year, but they looked nasty against the Brewers. But by the end of the mm-hmm. day, that Braves bullpen was gross, gross. So, um, and yeah, Milwaukee had a chance. They could have brought it back home to Milwaukee for Game Five with Corbin Burns on the mound, and they couldn't do it. So. 88 and a half. They're collecting hardware, just not, not, not any team stuff. They got a Cy Young winner. They got an MVP winner. They got, I don't know, there's probably other shit in their bullpen and stuff like that. I, I, I think, like, I'd like to see them make the CS. <laughs> sure. They've been so good. There's wild card loss, wild card loss, and then the Braves kind of handle them with ease in the in the divisional series. So I don't know. I guess that where the Brewers are, I, they have a lot of talent. I like them a bunch. They have all this pitching. They have all this, and I like what they did in this offseason. And I, it's, I think it's just like a little bit of like a uh, maybe like it gets too trendy if they make the playoffs this year and then have an early exit again, mm. where it's kind of just like, how do we get past that hump? So I wonder, I guess what I'm getting down to is I hope they make big splashes at the deadline in their areas of need uh, because I do, think they'll be, I do think they'll win the division. And I think they'll be a, a favorite because they'll have the pitching going into the postseason. Seems like that's happened the last couple of years. I thought the over-under was going to be low 90s. Um, seeing it at 88 and a half. That's what it is? Yeah. 
picks up his phone, opens the app. Yeah, you, I'm I mean, hammering that thing, that's, baby. That's what I'm saying. Like a, a lot of stuff would really have to go wrong, which it can in a baseball season. But, um, like there was a part of me thought that I was going to come in and kind of be like, you know what, sneaky under. Like, oh, the over unders ninety two. Like they'll win ninety games this year. Trev, you kind of hit it on the head. Yelly, the past couple years hadn't been Yelly. Like his his projection this year is to have an 826 OPS, which would make him a significantly better baseball player than what he's been. And he can be more than that. And dude, I just I look up and down. I see Keston Hura on the bench. That guy still has a chance. Like if you get injured on the crew and Hura gets to play, watch out. Cause he's making noise in spring training right now. I think that guy's a good ball player. Tyrone Taylor did it a little bit last year. They've got depth. They've got balance. They've got studs in the pen and the rotation. That over under seems low, DK. Jimmy's placing the bet. Yeah, placed. Now I'm looking at what their odds were to win the division, but they're still favorite there. Why are okay. they favorite to win the division with an eight with eighty eight over over under? The baseball overrunners, they they leave they leave the wiggle for a bad season. Okay. Do we have a fun stat on the brew crew? Your brewers. Let's see. Um Corbin Burns set an MLB record in 2021 by striking out 57 hitters before issuing his first walk. He also ranked in the top four in the league in average spin rate on his four-seamer, sinker, cutter, slider, and he's the only pitcher in baseball to rank in top four on all four of his pitchers. Oh, my God. Translates to freak. And he's a nice guy. What happened to this dude? Really nice. It's not fair. It's not fair. Hey, let me ask you guys this real quick. He's too humble. Do the New York Yankees or the Milwaukee Brewers have a better chance of winning the World Series? So the pick one. Brewers. Yeah, the World Series, probably the Brewers. Milwaukee Brewers are plus 1,600 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and the New York Yankees are plus 900. They're one of the heaviest favorite teams. They're the third highest team. It's Dodgers at plus 500, Blue Jays at plus 900, and the Yankees at plus 900. Those are the top three teams. Yeah. What did they know? It's just war. And uh, Yankees, go sprinkle Yankees, on the Brewers for me, please. Yan- Yankees so. front office just basically played played the war game, you know? So, like, I think DraftKings goes off Fangraph's war, and the Fangraph's war likes the Yankees squad. And uh, Jakey's, Jakey's guy that deserved a little more love. Trev has his hotness corner. I have my guy that deserves more love. If you drink spring training Kool-Aid, he was buzzing at spring training. We haven't talked about him because he just banged up his quad. Luis Urias, the dude that came over for Trent Grisham in that trade, he beefed up. Everyone was talking about it. We saw him take someone up top. That dude has a chance to be just another one of those Brewers guys that just hits, plays defense, and is a low-key stud. Who was the dude throwing the nasty changeup? Oh, Miguel Sanchez. Scouts. His changeup was sick. He made people look foolish with it. Mm. So look out for him. Just saying. We saw some dudes there. 
and they were using Schedule. the string on the bullpen. Schedule watch for the Brewers. I don't think they play a team that has better odds than them all of April. Cubs, Orioles, Cardinals, Pirates, Phillies. I don't know the Phillies odds. Um, one game against the Giants. So there's one. Uh, Pirates, Cubs, Reds. So light. Hot so start. And if the bats take a little bit to get going and you got to face that Brewers rotation and they're I'd, I'd hope the Brewers get off to a hot start. I'd bet on them going pole to pole if that was a bet in DraftKings. Okay. I still like the Cardinals. I think they're, they, can, they can push them, and I, I think that's good for the Brewers. I'm on this team, man. I am on this team. Playing the AL East this year, that'll, that'll be a good test too. So mm-hmm. let's find out. That's going to be some – must watch baseball. Those pitchers going up against the Blue Jays lineup like that is going to be something to see. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you this right now: pitching is going to win. Always does, the first right? time those guys are seeing those. First time seeing Corbin Burns, he's got the advantage like Ugh. none other. God. There's our timer. Fifteen minutes. Can you guys hear the incredible amount of carpentry going on above me? Can't hear anything, and this makes me feel so much better about my landscapers. I feel great now. I can't hear you guys over what they're doing. That's insane. Technology. Shout out our shout out our microphones. Yeah. Good job, sure. Great. My, Mario are, Brothers pipes. My garage is like up the stairs, and they're just fucking. They got a table saw, and they're just ripping plywood. It sounds like. Mm. All right. So that's good. Hey, we did it. I we guess. Did it. Um, for the a little closing thoughts for people who listen to the all five now or listen on the podcast and on YouTube, they're separate videos. Anything really change about this division before going in? I mean, any surprises here? I think um, sometimes when, when we do the early teams, we want to be optimistic and then we get to the end of the line. Like, has your Cubs thoughts changed a little bit after seeing the Cardinals and the Brewers? Um, I guess disappointment in the Reds that that I I, I think that they like the, our our rankings, and it's not the audience's fault. Uh, the trade happened after the rankings were in, but like Cubs should finish better than the Reds. I I, I do have some thoughts on that. Like I was on the Cubs, uh, and they were immediately after the Pirates, so I think I got a little bit of a bump. Like hey, like I know a lot of these guys and. And like these guys can kind of bang. They made some additions, but once you get, and I think this is going to be a lesson that we're going to see each division is the Cardinals and Brewers are on a different tier than the Cubs. Uh, you can dream upon the Cubs. You can dream upon them, everything clicking and them adding, but still like they're in an uphill battle against those two rosters and the Cardinals and the Brewers. So um, that's, I guess that's nothing against them because I really believe in in the Brewers and and the Cardinals to a lesser extent. I like the Cardinals more than I thought. Um, I I was looking at their offseason earlier and I was like, really, Cards? Like, you, 
there might have been better stuff going out than coming in. I, I don't think it would have been by a big margin, but there's still there's some young guys on that team that can make the leap. Jack Flaherty only pitched so many innings last year. And I, I believe in organizations. Like in in the St. Louis Cardinals are a class organization. So like uh, I think the Cardinals are more problematic than I thought. And Cubs, I, I guess my perspective hasn't changed too, too much on them. They need a lot to go right. They need a lot to go right, and they need a lot to go right early. If that happens, we can have some fun. It could also not, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. So, uh, and Reds, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, Reds fans, I'm sorry. Yes. Because I want and the players you cut out but you said and the pirates i'm guessing i said and the players reds players oh yeah yeah obviously yeah Yeah, i mean that that gets misconstrued all the time angels fans still think i hate the angels because i said i hated the angels but i meant the front office and all of that no i mean i i don't dis i don't have a dis for any of these like fan bases or players i i want this division to be more a four-team race i understand there's always going to be one team and and we'll run into that on on some of the next divisions where i think we'll be like who knows this one I, i guess at the end of all of these we'll figure it out this one to me seems like the most on paper i think they're gonna fall in this order where they're coming sure. up, there's going to be divisions where I'm like, I got no idea what how this one's going to l- land. I can see that. It would it would be the safest five team parlay division. You'd say Brewers first, Cards two, Cubbies three, Reds four, Pirates five. So if if uh, if DK, if you can let me bet that one, I like I would place that bet. You're right. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, we should should we do that too? Yeah, <laughs> just put out our entire standings people get so mad about that stuff Ooh, makes it not yeah. fun that's, but it, yeah and we're gonna be wrong and that's we we always like to look smart well no you don't no you don't no i don't yeah you so, do james yes, you do. i mean only because people take it so serious we take it serious by the way those over-unders we love that i like calculating them but I mean, last year I made the joke that any team lost to the Tigers wasn't going to make the playoffs, and I had people legitimately mad at me as if that was a real take. Yeah. Yeah. And I was right anyway. It all worked out. I was making you – I was just holding you to your word. That's all. Any team that gets swept by the Pirates this year, no way they win. Don't do it. Pirates are pesky. You're out. All right. You're dead for the whole End season. show. That's the episode. Thanks for tuning in.